0: Hey everyone! Welcome to Star Trek: The Next Conversation, the world's number one podcast for rewatching Star Trek. That is not hosted by people on Star Trek. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. <laughs> that's probably very inaccurate. Also, <laughs> no, not that you're not. Yeah, Andy.
1: that's the most complimentary thing you've ever said about us at the top of the. <laughs> I podcast. know
0: that's also probably <laughs> wildly inaccurate. Um, but I know what was in your head. <laughs> thanks, pal. <laughs> so. Andy yeah. Cause and Effect Season five Episode eighteen. Yeah. I suppose I should
2: answer the question everyone. Affects. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? <laughs> of course.
0: there
1: you he woke go. up from a nap <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, just so s- my timing so close. was so off it was just the hair
1: <laughs> i didn't know i had seen those clips many times obviously with all with you being my co-host yeah and him it being fraser on a star trek thing but uh but wow is that uh is that a shocker at the end yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't know.
0: Shocker! In what sense? Like
1: I didn't know it was coming that Fraser wow. was gonna. That was this was the episode that he was gonna appear in.
0: It's truly exciting. It's probably the most <laughs> exciting thing to happen in the franchise's history.
1: It would have been really funny if he went all Fraser in the, uh, just like oh, I didn't. Someone tell me that we were supposed to <laughs> just like
0: start what I like in the like is that there's so much crossover <laughs> between the two shows. Um, yeah cheers fraser and star trek but i just boil it down to the fact that they literally were they just shared the lot so it was easy yeah. for the cat for the actors to go swing over and do the other shows so i Paramount. mean that one of those you gotta
1: figure out when my where my terrible sitcom was what uh, what stage it was on what stage it was on
0: you sure it's not on a plaque outside that stage
1: I mean I'm sure it Love is. Love Ink.
0: Oh yeah, let me go check that out. I'm sure it's on that. <laughs> <laughs> They've raised
1: that one to the rafters. Cheers. <laughs> Frazier.
0: <laughs> Love Inc.
1: <laughs> do you do, what was do you know what stage it was on? Yours was on? I mean if uh, the
0: Star Trek Star was, Trek on, was on? Love Inc. They had stage nine and stage eight.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Stage nine. Let me see. I can tell you by you where it is on the You on stage nine. On the lot.
0: Way too big. Also, wasn't Star Trek happening while you were there? Um. For those wondering, Andy uh, created no, a show on... No UK way. That what would have been
1: happening media. there? Voyager? Oh, they did, all, they did all of them on stage nine, yeah. huh? No.
0: Enterprise? Think,
1: no, that would have been well before that.
0: What year was Love Inc?
1: Two thousand six, seven?
0: Oh, so it was right after Enterprise ended. Yeah. So there was no Star Trek happening while you were there. Yeah. Wow. Um anyway, catch no, everybody up. Andy created the show. Would have,
1: I would have jaunted over if I shot known.
0: on Paramount and uh he's now wondering what stage he was on. Uh, you have a call sheet somewhere in your email. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I can tell you. I know where it was locationally. It was stage nineteen, I believe. Stage nineteen or twenty, uh, and that's yeah. That's stage nine and eight, North ironically, were where was across from where our writers' offices were. But no, I was not. it's uh, uh, not on the same one.
0: Well, that being said. I'm glad you finally saw this episode it's a classic it's one of those uh, episodes I go see this is why Star Trek is better than other shows that aren't Star Trek yeah you get to have time loops um, so good so that being said Andy we should probably yeah. waltz on over to the Admirals
4: a <laughs> star review
3: and join
0: How do they get into the Admiral's Club, Matt? Well, they just head over to uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, send it to us, or we'll see it, and then you could be in. And if
1: you're uh, in another region or country, uh, sometimes the iTunes uh, reviews don't come up for me, so uh, send me an image of it, and... uh and you may be verbally admitted, if not actually admitted, which everyone is just by leaving the review. The first one is from Mojo18. Did I read this last week? I don't They're know. They're great. Me. I didn't read that. That doesn't sound familiar, does it? I mean, other than Tony the Tiger, no. Yeah. Um. So it says, uh, guys, listen. You're not going to get a better thrown together, unprepared, unscripted podcast about Star Trek TNG than this one with two scoops of Matt and Andy packed into each episode, making them magically delicious. <laughs> You'll go cuckoo for Andy's theories and, to, and think to yourself, I know them from something big. With guest stars, <laughs> with guest stars like Maurice Hurley, you get uh, the snap. With Frank Sinatra, come on down, you get the crackle. And with Ask Freaks, you get the pop. So follow your nose, It's always, it always knows where to go to get the podcast that's Henry Tested and Mary Myra Approved.
0: Wow, that was that is the most cereal references I've ever heard in one thing, and yeah. a, 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 a hardcore listener. So thank you, and welcome. Really nice, to the uh, nice layering. And by yeah. the way,
1: I've been really fixated on having some, some sugary cereal this morning. I've been sort of holding off for a couple of days because I've been attacking myself so much with food since a well, uh, nonsense story. you know,
0: if you need some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, come on over.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, and speaking of Ask Frakes, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't put you on the spot. Do you Andy's think, putting uh, me on the
0: spot telling me to ask Frakes, but huh? the reality of it is I owe Frakes a... Oh, by the way, update from Frakes from yeah. two weeks ago. Three weeks ago? Yeah. He... He's not sure who khaki pants guy is. Uh-huh. He thinks it might oh, be. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. He thinks it might be James Conway, who's one of the uh, in-house Trek directors. But he's not a hundred percent sure. It was one of the directors. That's, that's hilarious. That's, that's 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 his best was, guess. Was
1: the director not willing to get into a full <laughs> Star Trek
0: outfit? Well, obviously he does. I mean, he's in the outfit i'm doing pre-production i can't just just shut shoot me in this no one will notice (laughs) so there you go that's a little frank's update (laughs) that's nice well
1: uh uh we don't have to talk to him for this one next week but uh i just love the pieces out of this one so um if it if it happens it happens our next one is fun podcast from a listener 2487 Went to iTunes, left a five-star review, and joined the Admirals Club. (laughs) I
0: like that one, too. You sure did, buddy. That was good. That was nice and short. Very sweet. You're in. That's that's uh, the Admirals Club. Was that our Admirals Club entrance? And
5: that was the Admirals Club. All
0: right, Andy, let's head over to the president's Oh, here we are. It's the President's Circle. How do you get in? Well, you head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC and uh, wait, or is it STTNC? Andy, uh, I forget.
1: STTNCPod at gmail.com. That's our email sorry, address,
0: should... but I'm asking what our patron oh. is.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, I was a little bit uh, distracted myself. Um, <laughs> What is it? Patreon.com slash Star Trek TNC.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. Well, anyway, if you want more podcasts of unprepared people <laughs> who are almost half paying attention to what they're doing, head over there, join, and uh, you could get up to four extra podcasts a month, all while we're in quarantine. Andy and I got nothing better to do than to do eight podcasts a month. So if you want the full experience, head over to patreon.com forward slash Trek TNC. And uh, become a supporter of the show. Enter the president's circle. And you might be selected. So, those presidents have the opportunity to leave us messages. And those messages are selected for the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Andy, who's winning a medal this week? Let me tell you, buddy. Our, uh, our sole uh, winner
1: this week is uh, Lieutenant Raymond, who writes us, I think, the way. This is in regards to the outcast. We have a lot of hails uh, this week on the outcast. Um, we might. which we requested a lot of perspectives and uh, and um, you know from various different sources so uh, Lieutenant Raymond says I think the way Soren talked after the therapy was meant to be in reference to when the USA used lobotomies in the 40s and 50s as a way to treat homosexuality <laughs> or treat Kennedy's in in quotes uh, and other quote problematic behavior like being a woman with opinions <laughs> leaving the uh uh, people with altered personalities and disabilities. This is uh, I'm, this is now my voice. Um, uh, this is in reference to I think that I was I was uh, disturbed. I don't think that I questioned uh, what the intention was. I know the intention was that they changed her personality at the end, um, but uh, I was questioning like what. Uh, Riker and Picard's take on it would be and I understand that the prime directive was the thing that decided their their choice but that that seemed like such a flouting of the individual's rights that it maybe would overrule the prime directive that was my main question but whatever well, the case I think this is a, an apt comparison
0: um, that's it for the oh meaning lobotomies circle. comparing lobotomies to what happened to sorry because her right Her very personality seemed different. Oh, yes. Uh, But there's
1: going to be other perspectives on that, too.
0: Here we go. Well, then we should get out of the present circle. And open up those hails,
6: everybody. Here we go. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed. hailed.
0: The first is uh, actually
1: from uh, one of our lieutenants, the lieutenants level. Uh, You do get priority one um, access for messages, Uh, and it is Lieutenant Phoebe Phillips who writes us, uh, this is one of the episodes that cements my headcanon that Troy and Riker are polyamorous, or at least, uh, or at the very least, in an open, ethically ethically non-monogamous relationship. they have a deep love and bond with each other that is not threatened by connections with others Riker telling Troy about his growing feelings for Soren is a fairly common practice in ethically non-monogamous relationships and her reaction is perfectly natural even with the slightest bit of sadness she displayed polyamorous folks can still feel jealousy and sadness but they work through those feelings Troy being Troy she worked through them very quickly where many humans would take a bit longer to reach the conclusion she did that they will always be a part of each other's lives, and a new relationship for him doesn't change that.
0: Andy, that's that my answer. Some of your questions about those two, but it is sort of what we were landing on last week, which is just like I feel like they're just in a comfortable space, bone zone. It's true. I
1: was thrown uh, by the uh, by her reaction, and I think this uh, this hail actually addresses it. Uh, I've never heard the term ethically non-monogamous. Have you?
0: Ethically non-monogamous? No, I've heard polyamory. And that's pretty much the extent. I'm gonna be throwing that a lot, throw around a lot, a lot. In my next
1: relationship, come on, <laughs> baby, Let's be ethically
0: non-monogamous. Uh, you know, my problem with when you say things like that is I always forget where I buried Andy needs a girlfriend and I really need to unbury it because it <laughs> is the maybe the most I think often, that statement is
1: probably evidence of why Andy doesn't have a girlfriend. Often, right. a girlfriend. <laughs> um, there you go. Thank you. Um, Lieutenant Jane Ennis uh, writes us for the outcast. The thing that really bumped me in this modern age is their conflation of gender and sexual orientation yes she identified as female and that's the point of her journey but then they jump right into her being uh heterosexual and they ignore the difference between her gender preference and her sexuality i know i know i'm asking a lot of early 90s for them to separate those two but it made me it made the theme a bit harder to get on board with thanks guys love the podcast and look forward to andy getting the soundboard back soon <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm not using it right she misses the he, she misses the chaos um, and then the last hail, and then we got some prime correctives. Is uh, is uh, from Finnegan, and uh, it's a lengthy hail, uh, but uh, it was very on point to all of our, all of our discussions.
0: Oh, is this man. a voice hail? Yes, yeah,
1: so I sent it to you, when oh, I texted you. No, no, you, I, I thought a voice I, hail. I dropped it in the box.
0: I, I <laughs> no, I know, but you said our last hail, and usually you'll say voice hail, so I was, I just. Guys, I wasn't paying as much attention to Andy's uh, lean back in his chair where he was like, I don't have to read anything. And I yeah, I, I dropped the ball. Anything. I dropped the ball. I'm taking it. All right. It's very big of you, Matt. Here we go.
7: Matt, Andy, um, you asked for people who could relate more personally to the themes of the outcast uh, to share their perspectives on the episode. So here's my short-ish take as uh, someone who is... Not binary really transgender, and, you know, definitely not straight. I agree with Matt that this episode was written as an attempt to engage in the societal debate on homosexuality through the analogy of gender identity. And unfortunately, it's a little clumsy. In order to demonstrate this analogy, they use language that was part of the public debate at the time. They refer to conversion therapy. And they also make the central crisis of this episode around the sexual union between two characters, as if this was a story about two people who were gay who were getting it on and then were caught by the law and were being persecuted mm. for what happened between consenting adults you know, behind closed doors. However, <laughs> by making the sexual relationship between Soren and Riker as the primary evidence of Soren's gender identity, they were actually hinging the story on the assumption that it could be taken for granted that Soren and Riker were heterosexual and that sexual attraction would be causally reliably connected to gender identity. Oh, which is kind of opposite to of the existence of gay people. <laughs> when trying to advocate for acceptance of You know, men loving men and women loving women and other people being complicated, but sometimes quite sexually active. They had to jump over that possibility in the story itself. Soren's attraction to Riker, the man, made her a woman in the eyes of her society. As if an ungendered person could not engage in some kind of sexual activity with someone who happened to have a gender.
0: That is a very good point. Hmm. Because they can conf- they did conflate the two. The gender with the sexual preference. Which I really I I saw it, but I this is this is making it a little clearer. Also, by the way, great voice quality on this. Was this sent as a as an MP3? Yeah. Ugh, that's the way to do it, everybody. Let's
7: continue. uh, Whoops. From the current (laughs) queer perspective, that's ludicrous, okay? When I watched the show, I was like, they're missing steps here. One does not lead to the other. If you assume queer people exist, you can't make that assumption. Um, But here they did. Why? Because Star Trek at the time... Did actually hinge on the idea that queer people didn't exist, that trans people and homosexual people, you know, had been taken away through the advances of medicine, uh, along with all the other things that had been categorized as mental illnesses at the time. And that sucks, actually, to see that so clearly in evidence in in not the message portrayed, but rather the logic within the story being told. Um, And it's really ironic. It is really ironic that that is a logical leap necessary in order for the story to be told. Um, And it makes me think that probably queer people were not involved in the development of the story because they wouldn't have made the mistake of assuming that, you know, your gender identity determines who you fuck and who you fuck determines your gender identity. Well, we know better. Um, Yeah, and uh, it's unfortunate that they didn't. Besides that, as a trans person watching this story, I gotta say... Uh, yeah, they miss a lot, and, you know. Especially by reducing gender to this sexual performance and these few kind of minor traits, it's really unfortunate to see a story that that suggests that equity and acceptance of there being something other than a men and women requires absolute authoritarian suppression of any kind of gendering. I mean. It's a very naive depiction of androgyny and a less gendered society. And uh, it kind of plays up to the, you know, anti-feminist fears that have been a really big ongoing problem for transgender people uh, today. So, you know, it falls into a lot of traps. And uh, it's pretty clear that this is a story that is intended to remind heterosexual and cisgendered people to... Maybe be sympathetic to the plights of those that are inherently different from the mold. And uh, it encourages people to be accepting and supportive and maybe kind of mm, suggest that things like conversion therapy are not cool. But it doesn't tell a queer story. You know, it doesn't tell a story for queer people. I really wonder what the story would be like if it were told today, because the beginning is cool the premise is interesting um but yeah um i think if if this had been put on today you both would have learned a lot more about my experience so maybe someday we'll get another crack all right thanks for listening cheers finn oh and by the way i use they them pronouns oh
1: well they them we yeah, shall i think i actually may have made, made a mistake with my pronoun at the top of the hail and i apologize for that fit uh, um, yeah i found this v- great. very that uh, was interesting
0: pretty much exactly what i was hoping for someone with a better point of view or more uh, informed uh, informed point of view sending us a hail and that was a great fucking hail
1: yeah hail of the um, week uh, well, we got more coming, so don't don't give out the award yet. Too Matt. late. But the, too uh, late. But my only qu- <laughs> the award has been issued. <laughs> no, Matt, we didn't even
0: play the <laughs> who was the best Hell of the week award jingle.
1: Um, we're not doing that, so don't send in a jingle for that. <laughs> <laughs> if you did, I wouldn't be that mad. <laughs> that would be mean. But my only question about that uh, is that Finn sort of seemed to be implying, and I don't know if it was just in reference to the to the alien world in this episode but it felt like Finn was saying in the, in the at that time in history the idea was that homosexuality didn't exist by the makers of Star Trek and I feel like they've definitely turned a blind eye to it in a way that, that was not, not uh, really admirable but it didn't feel to me like it just felt like they weren't addressing it because they didn't want to deal with it. Do you feel like they were going as far as
0: well, I think by not addressing it, I think they did a disservice.
1: Like that's the implication.
0: Yeah, in a way. I don't I don't think it's a conscious implication.
1: That that's that was my I take, think it's basically. an implication of omission. It's like a lack of bravery at the time, but I don't feel like it's it's an intentional but implication. you know, we weren't there. That's true. We Who weren't. knows?
0: Who knows what um, Rick Berman was thinking? Um, oh, so that's God. it for thank God we don't the know what Hales. Rick was thinking.
1: And then, oh, and it's not that for the Hales we have a prime corrective, now. right? We which is
0: part Hales. of the Hales we've correct. decided. Correct, correct, correct. Andy, to access those, I must hit. It looks like I have to hit semicolon. <laughs> Here we go. Time for a retrospective.
8: are objective. It's a prime corrective.
3: Matt and Andy got it wrong.
0: What did we get wrong, Andy? Um, I think it's you that got it wrong. Oh, it buddy. usually is. But
1: also, you don't I make... don't know. You you sometimes dispute whether things should be in the prime corrective section. You... So I don't know. Maybe we just be, be clear. But, uh, you don't make from... statements Oh, by the way. As grandly yeah. as I
0: do. So rarely is a prime corrective for you
1: um this one uh was from Lieutenant Neil Studd, and it was in reference to our beard dispute mm. <laughs> where I was shocked that Jordy had a beard um and uh and then I was like, then... he had a beard before. And, uh, and then Neil Studd uh, pointed out the reason Andy doesn't re- And you said, no, no, you've seen this before. And I feel like you came down on me a little hard. Uh, and you referred to the, uh, to, the, um, to the scene where they're all talking about beards and Jordy has one. And Neil Studd says, the reason Andy doesn't remember that other beard scene is it hasn't happened yet. What? It's in The Quality of Life, Season 6, Episode 9.
0: Oh, that is an absolute prime corrective. And I accept it. And then Glenn Wakely also uh, um, same thing. Oh, man. Uh,
1: added to this, hey guys, uh, the reason Jordy is sporting a beard over the next few episodes is because LeVar Burton was getting married and he wanted a beard for his wedding. Oh. Although I don't think he has a beard in Cause and Effect again.
0: Well, I, I think, think they aired. That they one shot, shot. They shot out of order. Oh, I see. I
1: think. <laughs> the beard's going to be there and back. Yeah.
0: Well, I like the band um,
1: and I... So that's it for the Prime Corrective, and now, if you would, uh, we haven't visited in a long time, so all you face groupers uh, are going to be very happy. It's time to enter our Facebook group. Uh, I, I was curious what people were going to say about the, the outcast, and uh, I saw some very pertinent um, um, commentary. Here we... Photoshop Matt
6: with Data's
4: cat And who put Andy's face on that Just take a look It's on Facebook It's in our face group
0: Head on over to Facebook.com And search for the group Star Trek The Next Conversation And there you'll find our wonderful And and, uh, active community uh, Led by the illustrious Chief Master Wait, Master Chief. Chief That's it what is Rob's title? Chief Petty. What is he? Uh, uh, Chief. Uh, Command master. He, Command he, master he, sergeant. He can go
1: by Master Chief. You can call him. He he oh, likes right. Master Chief.
0: Master Chief Rob uh, Garrison. Right. Rob Garrison is uh, our, our head moderator over there and uh, does a great job. And uh, head on over. Enjoy. Talk. Discuss. There's probably lots to discuss over there. I wonder if people are discussing our voyagering and our enterprising.
1: I think they separated it out for some reason. I think that they, well, I, I don't know if it
0: makes... There's a subgroup there's... then. Subgroup oh, to right. Pell.
1: Yeah. Um, whatever. The, I would love to read those commentaries. Although we have a lot of commentaries on the on the Patreon itself also. So whatever the case, uh, Catherine... I know I'm going to get it wrong, Catherine. I apologize. Giliot? It's G-U-I-L-L-O-T. Mm. Giliot? Anyway... Uh, she said. Uh, uh, um, that episode has always been. Oh man, Catherine said, not she said. That episode has always been super special for me. I'm a trans woman, and while I do get it that it wasn't really written as a trans issue, it was that one time where 16 year old me was stunned by that. Uh, one time television didn't portray someone like me as a punchline to a joke. The speech she gives at the end was such great writing. Um, so that's kind of an interesting, yeah. not full counterpoint, because Finn wasn't f- fully against it, but uh, but more fully positive perspective. Um, and then Norman Birthmark writes, uh, commented, uh, I appreciate how Matt and Andrew strive to be self-aware and delicate about discussing LGBTQ and gender issues. We do our best, Norman. <laughs> if we're off base, we truly apologize. Uh, The outcast hit close to home for me as well when it first premiered. As a 17-year-old TNG-obsessed fan, I was deeply in denial about my gay attractions. No one was fooled by the episode's thinly-veiled allegory in 1992. I remember reading the irate fan letters in Star Trek, the official fan magazine, uh, that complained that this episode was too political and inappropriate for families. That's interesting. Even Even with them sort of sanding off the edges of it, they... The, it, people were still complaining. Look, I
0: think if there's a hot button issue for you and your family, or, you know, it, it doesn't matter how dull you make the edges, it's going to yeah. rile some people.
1: Um, Norman goes on to say, uh, unfortunately, at the time, I was, uh, I dismissed The Outcast. At, sorry. Unfortunately, at the time, I dismissed The Outcast as typical liberal Hollywood gay propaganda because I attempted conversion therapy a couple of years later after confessing my, quote, sinful attractions. Uh, And yet this episode was still uncomfortable to rewatch during the two years that I went through counseling sessions Mm. and accountability groups at the, quote, ex-gay ministry and weekly sessions with a Christian therapist. Needless to say, conversion therapy was ineffective and harmful. As I became more disappointed in my lack of change, I remember thinking psychotectic therapy must be amazing, considering how fast it, quote, worked. Yeah. Although psychotectic therapy seemed to lobotomize Soren, going back to our first tale, Uh uh, I thought it must be worth it for the healthy, quote, healthy sexual wholeness that I was desperately devoting so much of my daily life to pursue. Similarly, conversion therapy was very much about confessing and repressing sexuality to pursue an ideal of, quote, healthy sexual, quote, wholeness. It took me years to unlearn the harmful messages of conversion therapy, overcome my self-doubts, and rebuild my identity. Although I think it was a bit of a stretch to have Riker fall in love with Soren, I have to say that when I later accepted my gay identity, that I appreciated seeing the show's two stereotypical warrior males, Riker and Worf, understand the harm of repressing sexual and gender identity and risk their careers to save Soren. That is it. So it's right. really, uh, it was very. I love it, moving I love, and touching. I, I think love, all the hails were.
0: I love um, that our audience is sharing, and I love that our audience uh, is helping us dum dums see other perspectives. Um, I think we have uh, a, a face group clothes jingle. Uh, Andy, give me a give me a sec it. here, bud. I mean you can't just you can't just yell about yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta PCG pop this and open and Facebook go like this section four star yeah. conversation I thought I bring it to your attention oh, now, to the rest of the <laughs> makes me laugh every time um
1: thank you so much uh for the hails this week uh really informative and uh and helpful and illuminating um if you'd like to send a hail please send it to sttncpod at gmail.com please put the title of the episode in the subject he- heading um and uh, if you'd like to tweet it matt uh or instagram it's at matt myra my instagram is at andrew secunda And uh, my handle is at Secunda. Our Twitter is at Star Trek TNC. And if you'd like to send a voice hail, uh, it's 816 Trek TNC. That is it for the hails.
0: Hailing frequencies are closed. And I really should have been more on it with that button. And I wasn't. (laughs) And I apologize to all. (laughs) And as an apology, please accept this
1: frequency's closed. Sir. Um, it's gonna be saved the best for last uh, again, Matt. Oh, there were a lot of uh, there were oh. a lot of concerns that it was it was uh, drowning out everything last week.
0: Uh, it was it, if you were, if you're one of the first three thousand people that downloaded last week's episode, you got Andy and I drowned out during that portion of the show. If you want to go re-download it. Re-download it Uh, I fixed the levels after a listener informed us of the snafu on my part. And uh, hopefully this week we went down
1: to the warp core. He did what needed to be done. I did some tinkering down there.
0: I really was like, "Mm, I need to realign these coils. That's what I need to do. (laughs) And I did Um, it. I did it. Thank you. You know what we don't have, but I think we actually need as far as a jingle is concerned, Andy. What's that? We need a jingle for it's time to talk about the episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to really get people set.
7: Yeah, just like
0: <laughs> and then like I could always point to that exact time code in the in the notes. Sure. And uh Well it's we're throwing it out putting there. Putting it out there if anyone <laughs> All of willing, our all of our regulars, <laughs> it's a race to the finish. <laughs> who would like to be the uh, proud owner of that jingle? Uh Let us know. Uh, But it is time to uh, talk about it. Andy, the best for last, you say? Correct. By by our our
1: good friend, Vanessa Williams.
0: (laughs) Friend of the show, (laughs) Vanessa Williams. Star (laughs) of. Fan of the show. Star of uh, 1996's Eraser with (laughs) Arnold (laughs) Schwarzenegger. All right, Andy. The time, uh, it was. 1990-something. What? I'm sorry. March 23rd,
1: Thank 1992. You. Thank you. And uh, in the UK, so in the in America, was say the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. In the UK, Stay by Shakespeare's Sister was in the top five hits. Newsies was one of the most viewed movies, while The Texas Connection by Craig I. Zerbel was one of the best-selling books. Also of note, Kyrie Irving was born this day. Wow. And the Time Magazine cover... Was Clinton versus Sungus a no-holds-barred debate about how to fix America's economy?
0: Now, Andy, Matt, I really thought Newsies was earlier than this. Um, I can double check. Uh, maybe I'm checking the wrong things. No, I think you're right. But in my brain, Newsies is like '88.
1: It's definitely 92. Um, April 10th, 1992. Wow. So it took a couple of months for it to climb Could... the charts. Oh, wait. No, it didn't. It was the... Oh, that's weird. It... This says the release date is April 10th, but this is March 23rd. I wonder if the site I'm looking at is not, uh, not accurate.
0: Maybe the site is experiencing some sort of temporal causality loop. Could be. Oh, man.
1: Andy Kirk used to be, uh, be responsible for these, and uh, he's taken a leave of absence. Uh, certainly, no blame to him. He's <laughs> going above and beyond giving, us, giving it to us. Yes. anybody else wants to send me this day and trike, take a little of old Secunda's plate, feel free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't <right>. do it. <laughs> Andy, it's now time to check in on the chairman of the board. Woof. Woof, woof on me and my buttons. I'm hitting too many buttons.
1: I don't want to hear, read any of these hails from people saying they're afraid that the show's not gonna be the show now that I'm not running the soundboard. Oh it is I think there's an equal amount of mistakes because right like,
0: now. like the the if you take something off Andy's plate, it goes onto Matt's plate, and if I have <laughs> more buttons to do, you can be assured that we're gonna be just as clumsy as ever. <laughs> uh, oh God, Andy.
1: It's all right, buddy. Uh,
0: <laughs> do, you know, do you know what's next?
1: Oh, I do. do you... Absolutely.
0: It's my favorite segment, okay. but I'm just okay, trying good. to fuck yeah, it. Yeah,
1: this is usually, uh, ironically, this is the only segment you never forget. <laughs>
0: <sighs> it's so wild. I can't. I can't find it. <laughs> oh, no, Frank. I'm impressed. You When you say
1: it's the semicolon, each button is tied each, to each a sound? Each button is tied what you to mean a by specific, soundboard?
0: Yeah. Each, each, because of the soundboard I built, each button uh, or key on the keyboard is tied to a specific sound.
3: So crazy. So That's what I have
0: to do is find the sound and then the corresponding key on the keyboard, and I also always have to have the soundboard as the primary thing on the screen for it to engage. Yeah. uh So I don't know how it got all the way down here, but I found it, Andy. It's Command F. Here we go. Frank I'm sorry, Sinatra. Option come F. on. Da, da, da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> <laughs> time for Frank Sinatra. Come on. <laughs> yes, it is. Frank Sinatra. Come on. The chairman of the board. What was he doing in March of '92? <laughs> Well,
1: I'll tell you, buddy, old blue eyes. Uh, it was another travel day
3: for him. <laughs>
1: As the previous night finished Frank's five-night run in Fort Lauderdale, he was uh, on his way out to Palm Springs again to visit his desert home and do a quick performance nearby. Oh, those lucky ducks. Got Palm Springs, they must have gotten frequent little pop-ins by
0: old Frank. We uh, I, we, we did an architecture tour of Palm Springs a few years ago and uh, stopped by Frank's pad.
2: It was, it's quite a pad, and Andy.
1: I once uh, saw an architecture tour happening as I was driving around looking at stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I was I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just follow these people and see where they're going. And then I started to feel a little bit dirty about it. <laughs> oh, like, wow. I'm just getting a free yeah, tour. Yeah, the architecture so tour was
0: very expensive. Uh, is it yeah it's like it's like an architecture firm that does it and like one guy has a headset and you all uh how does it work i believe you i believe we all had to it brought he broadcasts out of his headset to like an fm transmitter and then you dial up to whatever that frequency is in your car yeah and you hear him i mean it's it's wild it was it was cool we did is,
1: it. Do you, do, I assume you must have seen I I the only thing that I saw I went as far as you could go, but it's sort of a road that you can't go fully up was yes, I really to wanted to see
0: Steve McQueen's house. Um I don't think it was Steve McQueen's house we went to. But, but did is. you see Frank's? Yeah. And
1: I'm curious if Frank's is sometimes things of the of the past era are like sort of frozen in time and therefore amazing now yeah. because the the vintage aspect has carried over and sometimes it's like their money in the 90s ruined everything.
0: Yeah, no. Uh Frank's house is still very tasteful. You know which house is like Elvis's honeymoon house also in Palm Springs? Uh that one is like uh someone needs to come in here with some money and fix this up. <laughs>
5: well, well the
1: uh uh, the King, uh, while uh, let's just well, say, he, uh, he had a lot of things going for him, I don't know taste. that
3: uh, <laughs> taste interior
1: design taste would have been the thing at that the I
0: top of his to do list awarded uh, him for. All right. It's Cause and Effect, Andy, your new favorite episode, directed by Mr. Jonathan Frakes, written by Brandon Braga. And this episode, oh my God. <laughs> so many problems are happening. You have no idea. Here we go. I think we as a, we as uh, that also. as written in Doctor Doctor Trek himself, Larry Nemec's Star Trek: The Next Generation Companion Revised Edition. Here it is. The crew's regular poker game suddenly feels too familiar to Doctor Crusher, who experiences feelings of déjà vu that are first puzzling and then maddening. Those feelings intensify when she is called away to treat Lieutenant LaForge for a minor but baffling dizziness. Preparing for bed, she hears strange voices in her cabin. Meanwhile, the Enterprise is continuing to chart the Typhon expanse. When the ship's propulsion system fails, hurling it onto a collision course with another starship that appears out of the void. Picard follows Data's advice to use the tractor beam to alter the other ship's trajectory, but that tactic fails. The ships collide and both are destroyed. The regular poker game resumes, and this time Beverly is not alone in her feelings of deja vu. After experiencing another cycle of destruction, she records the voices she hears in her room with Data discovers are the echoes of their own conversations from past time loops. As another cycle climaxes, Data plants a clue for himself in the next time loop. Recurring instances of the number three, realizing at the last second that the numbers refer to Riker's the pips on Riker's uniform, His plan to decompress the main shuttle bay to alter course, Data follows the first officer's suggestion rather than his own and the loop is broken. Uh, They find the Enterprise has been trapped for 17 days but Picard wonders how he will explain to the crew of the other starship, the Bozeman, that they have been caught for 90 years. There you go. Yeah. Oh, what an episode.
1: Such an episode.
0: It's really interesting to like Think about when I was watching it. I was thinking about what sort of clips we'd be playing because a lot of it is so repetitive. That's a good point. Um, and what's interesting
1: about it, and uh, this is one of the things I'd love to get into with Frakes about is uh, it's so smartly shot in terms of revisiting from different angles, and um, but obviously, we won't see that on the pod,
0: yeah. But, and I also, uh, wonder what the sort of call what what it was what their days were like so if, I wonder if they were like okay today we're going to knock out every poker scene right you know today we're going to well knock they out must have they, every... they wouldn't have
1: done company moves which is moving all the equipment from set to set right they would have just they would have just knocked it all out at once which would have been a a Herculean task well also think the about actors the fact and that, the director
0: yeah Riker's in so much of it yeah
1: that is an interesting thing is that, is that, and I was sort of thinking about this about Roe, and I guess I understand why it would be Riker, but Roe is kind of on the bridge off set the whole time, and she could have been one of the people playing poker, um, or not. You know, it
0: could have been actor scheduling. You know,
1: it's true. She was like, oh, or it could have been, it could have been Jordy for that matter. I guess Geordie had to appear in the uh, in the sick bay, yeah. but you could have made that Riker. I got, Why now are I'm you trying, trying to alter his work? A great I'm trying episode. to figure out. How you could have moved it around. Whatever the case, certainly
0: an extra level of difficulty for Freaks. Yes, and uh, what a what a cold open, Andy. Oh my god!
1: You know what my note was that I wrote after this cold open? What? <laughs> uh, let me find it. I wrote, "Holy shit! Fuck you!" Every other cold
3: open
0: ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you start with the destruction of the ship. It's hard to watch. I mean, I love the ship so much. It's hard to watch it go down so many times.
6: Casualty reports coming in from all over the ship. The starboard nacelle has sustained a direct impact. We are venting drive plasma.
4: Initiating emergency core shutdown.
5: Inertial damper is failing. We're losing attitude control. This is the bridge. All
4: hands to emergency escape pods.
0: I mean shit is going down if Riker's like everyone get to a fucking escape pod and then card is calling everyone to abandoned ship
6: core shutdown is unsuccessful it
1: is it's also interesting being able to watch it this many times that uh, that you really see the progression of them going from you know pretty pretty tense but not fucking losing their shit to oh we're about to you know, the whole thing's about to go. Like and the progressions of, you know, what's happening with the warp core and everything, and each technical thing that happens is really well played. So that it's like, oh yeah, so everybody should get to the escape pods. Now it's like abandoned ship. This yeah. thing's to, going up.
0: To the to that point, I think it's um there's a really nice moment with data where he does the calculation of the uh Core the core shutdown is unsuccessful, yeah. and that in the last in the last loop they go through, there's a very nice moment with Brent Spiner where you see Data process the fact that that didn't work. We're fucked. Right. This must be the time when I need to send this message.
5: It's so
1: great. It's so great that you can look at it in the midst of a crisis a crisis where everyone theoretically has died yeah and will die that you see him make that adjustment and that the writing supports it and the directing supports it and the actor supports it that it's just like oh this is the this is we've already done all the things that we could do what else would it be
0: yeah in reality it would be we have to give up the time stone
6: yeah we're losing antimatter containment and, uh, and- We've got to eject the. Tony floor. would argue against. Ejection you. systems offline. Core breach is imminent. All hands abandon
3: ship! Repeat! All hands abandon
0: What a way for the Enterprise to go down. Getting, getting tapped in a parking lot by Frazier. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but I like that they go, he doesn't, he doesn't really show enough, enough remorse at the end that they were trying to hail him and he was basically ramming them. He seems pretty chill for that having, was the, if, if that just happened, I understand they didn't hit each other. But... I
0: wonder what the, yeah, I don't know what the situation is. And <laughs> I was thinking about you, uh, when I was watching this this morning and I was like, I wonder at what point. Andy's going to go ahead and look up the memory beta existence of Captain Bateman. <laughs> because oh, it's really smart. He I is, definitely he was is, like, ooh, he is, does he come back? He is on the cover the, of books. Like, the Bozeman, I feel like, gets a refit at some point in the books. And- I so – pl- nerds, please tell me, are any of those books good?
1: Because I was so – at the end of this episode, I was basically like – I kind of even though it would have been insane, I really want this to be a two-parter because I desperately want to know what happened to that fucking ship. Right? <laughs> and like I that's crew a wild... finding out that they're 80 years later. It's such a great it's a plot that would happen to the main crew, but it's just a side crew.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like you just sort of think about them reacclimating and I love how like Picard gets that sort of forlorn look on his face when he when they say we just left Starbase 3 weeks ago. He's like, oh boy, <laughs> look, you guys, got a lot of explaining to do. You guys did not and do a great job. Area of space
9: known <laughs> as the Typhon Expanse. We're the first Starfleet vessel to chart this unexplored region.
0: Now, the Typhon Expanse. Correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but on Discovery season two, I believe they mentioned that you have to go through blah 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 and the Typhon Expanse. Well, let's like look it up. Last week,
1: um, I did not. Check <laughs> oh, you're gonna look
0: on. it up on Memory Alpha. And, you know and know it will say, say, in Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> in order to arrive at this planet, you must pass through this and the Typhon Sector.
1: Huh. They don't have it in the uh, episode description. So i, guess I go to...
0: I would never feel good about uh, about Sometimes I playing cards with data. The deck.
6: I assure you, Commander, the cards are sufficient. Neither does Riker. What's up? Neither does Riker. <laughs> He, said it, he
1: says it like nine times in this episode. I need, <laughs> let's see, is there a way? Uh, by the way, I was really looking hard for uh, if there was, if there was, if they were using miniature cards for uh, for Dorn, but it was, but they just throw it in front of him. So it's sort of hard to tell. And I wonder if the reason they throw it in front of him to support your theory that maybe there were fake cards last time is <laughs> because Data has to kind of deal them so much that they didn't have
0: him pick them up. Well, I just feel like it's only in that one episode do the cards seem so tiny. <laughs> be in if it Worf's was hand. just that one episode, that would be even more. Insane. It is, I swear. And you know, it's going to be something we're going to look for in later po- poker episodes. But I, I I'm pretty sure. Want- Andy.
1: And if you're an actor at a certain point in a series, sometimes you'll just be like, "This is ridiculous. My character wouldn't do this. Whatever." And I feel like Dorne would just be like, "This is insane." But all right, I'll hold the tiny <laughs> cards. I'll play
3: along. <laughs>
5: I hope so.
6: Eight. Ace Queen. the dealer receives a four. No bet. Ten. Seven no help there. Pair of ladies for the doctor. Dealer receives a nine.
0: Doctor. I like when he says no help for the clinic. May I remind you, since you show the highest hand, you control the next bet.
8: Thank you, Data. I'm at ten. Wharf
6: Jack four Deuce six.
1: We're assuming based on her reaction that she's already feeling something weird, right? She's uh, they've already been through this. Yeah, well, it's well, a little I guess murky. they would have already been through this because we saw them explode. Yes. So Yeah,
0: but it's a little murky because it's poker. So
1: I feel like You don't
0: know if she's just thinking about five card stud or We get into these
1: debates about what's going on between, behind people's reactions, but I feel like she's not j- just bluffing. I feel like she's like in her own headspace is what the actress is communicating. I'll hey, let's it. look at the uh Let's look at the script. By the way, there was ne- the Typhon Expanse only. Only uh, t- does the the uh, the the pit breakdown of this episode we're watching, as you anticipated, mm-hmm. it does have Typhon Sector, um, and it says in twenty three seventy three, Admiral Hayes mobilized Starfleet in this area to confront a Borg cube, which arrive oh, right. to yes. Earth in first contact. Yeah, but
0: I remember that. Huh. Um, okay. And then there's
1: a Typhon Sector in Memory Beta, but I assume you don't care about that. No,
0: we don't care about Memory Beta. Well, I'm going to look up the 20. Bozeman thing.
1: <laughs> or should I save it? Should I not do spoilers?
0: <laughs> spoilers for what?
1: For what happens to the Bozeman.
0: <laughs> I think it's not a spoiler. <laughs> it's not canon. You're 20 and 50 more. 50. I wonder, if, I wonder if Doran is Klingon swearing under his breath.
1: <laughs> I love the grumbling. I'm alone. It is, I think we talked about it last week, but it is, it's, it's a, I mean, it's so successful comedically that it's hard to knock it, but it's a very strange aspect that they make Worf such a timid conservative poker player.
0: Oh, sorry. It seems
1: like he would just be betting the house on every hand, wouldn't he?
0: No. It doesn't fit he, into the warf is never warf category. I think uh, poker is uh, a warrior's honorable game. No, I'm just kidding. You have to lie in poker, and there's no honor in lying. So I don't know that Klingons would be good at poker. Also, see the bet.
1: Hey, this is. I think I have a theory. It's not much of a theory.
0: Wait. So Klingons hang on. Hang cheap. on. Don't have your theory. Don't say you have a theory and then no, proceed right. without you're hearing the right. beans. It's been so long since I had a theory. I know, but... uh, Oh, God. Andy's Theory.
1: (laughs) Better get the other one ready. Oh, it's ready. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Did you
0: say, what is it? No, I said, oh, it's ready. Andy, what is your theory?
1: (laughs) My theory is that Klingons are cheap. Uh, I guess we could limit it to Worf just being cheap, but I think it's a more interesting theory to
0: theorize. Cheap C-H-E-A-P? Huh? C H E A P as in Paul. Cheap.
1: C H E A P. Cheap. Yes. Okay.
0: What, I thought you might have said cheat, as in no, no cheating in a game. No, definitely not. Yeah. Cheats. Okay. Thank you.
1: They're cheap. Not. So they're not like Ferengis, uh, who are money grubbing. <laughs> they're not money grubbing. They're just very protective of their wealth.
0: And what? Is the evidence to support Andy's theory? He grumbles at this raise. Yeah, I have to <laughs> look. It's a new theory.
1: <laughs> I got. I got. Feel free to uh, write in with <laughs> anything to support this theory.
0: All right, there you have it, everybody. <laughs> Theories are very interesting because he's really smart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not my best. Is I'm, it I'm isn't that interesting
0: jingle? <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Where were we? Seven.
1: Uh by the way, even before we get into all the, the memory stuff, I love that Beverly is is winning at cards and is this good at it. I like this this element that we're building.
0: It really should have been. To your it point. Is she only winning because she's already played this hand and knows that he's bluffing?
1: Oh, interesting. Because I was gonna I was gonna argue that one of the reasons that Beverly's so interesting in this episode and such a badass character, is it's sort of leaning on intuition, uh, which is which is why data, at least through the whole top half of the episode, seems completely adrift because there are all these these things that aren't logical that are happening, mm-hmm. and Beverly's just going off of a feeling mm-hmm. and um so i it sort of added up to me like, oh, I wonder if she's generally good at cards.
0: Uh, because that. she's
1: just an intuitive person and as a doctor you have to make a lot of intuitive decisions.
0: Oh, well, there you go Andy I like it a little positivity going Crusher's way possible
6: for yeah. Riker
0: Jack still no help for the Klingon 8
6: <laughs> nice. 9 for the dealer
8: <laughs> 20
6: too rich for my blood You're 20. 100 more.
0: Fold. Worf (laughs) should not have turned over that three when he folded.
1: I was thinking that. Also, side note, does Riker play this badly? I feel like at at a certain point... (laughs) Yes, he does. It's it's very clear that Beverly has a good hand and is just...
0: Well, it's clear when she's dealt... Pair of queens that she has a much better hand than than Riker McBluffs a lot, right? He's
1: just being a he's just being a cowboy,
0: yeah.
8: Two hundred.
9: You're two, and three hundred more.
0: Now, the the balls on on Riker. Excuse the phrase to get a raise and then bluff a re-raise.
1: That was the part where I was just like,
0: "What is he doing?" <laughs> it's just ludicrous. That's but not something a way, even a ballsy player would do. Yeah, right? for sure, you could do that. Absolutely. But like at because that point, because if you think isn't... about it, think about it. Right, doing that, you would go, "Oh, there's no fucking way." He, I see, is bluffing he... at me. He's got the goods, and then I fold.
1: I don't know. At the same time, isn't there an element of- You just have to have- You're already so far in that it's just like, well, I got to see his hand now.
0: Well, sure, there is for some people, but also there's like, you have to- There's only one card not being shown here, right? Yeah. In their hands, so you have to really- I mean, this is not a poker podcast. This is fucking Star Trek, but (laughs) you have to like- Star Trek. (laughs) You, you'd have to, he'd have to have a bluff catcher. Like he'd have to have the other, like another queen. Yeah. Like he'd have to have that queen to be confident in bluffing her to when, to which she would be, he would be sure she only had a pair of queens. So is she willing to go, do you know what I mean? Is she willing to come over the top if he just has a bluff catcher? Uh Uh-huh. So gotcha. I mean, it just, it's just—it's poker. It's—it's it's blah 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 blah. Uh, I like it. These lines they're taking are not that crazy, but yeah. a little crazy. He does not right. have a straight with their
1: fake money. Well, we'll
8: soon find out, won't we? Let's see your cards.
6: Take it. <laughs> How'd you know I was
0: bluffing?
8: I just had a feeling.
0: I guess it's better to be lucky than good.
8: It's the way your left eyebrow raises. <laughs> the real oh,
0: slam. That is rough. <laughs> just kidding,
1: The real okay, sour grapes on about. Riker's part.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> like Data looking at Riker to verify if his eyebrow is moving. On my way. Enjoy your no money credits, everybody. At first, I
4: thought the catwalk was spinning. As it turns out, it was me. Luckily, Ensign Fletcher was there to grab me. It's a long way down to the bottom of the warp core.
8: You have all the symptoms of an inner ear infection. That would explain the dizziness and the headaches.
0: I hear Levar is in talks to appear in season two of Picard
1: yeah i saw that so hey side note um garrett uh garrett wang and i i was very excited to see garrett Wang uh-huh. um followed me this uh this week and uh and uh it and i i believe we did we met them at at uh, the star trek con
0: not garrett we met robert
1: i believe i met them Um, I met Garrett and, um, his, uh, his significant other, Megan Elise, um, who is a fan of the podcast and he says he is too, which is incredibly wonderful and, uh, to hear. Uh, and then now he and Duncan,
0: RDM, Robert Duncan McNeil, the Delta Flyers, which is a fucking perfect name for that. podcast. So perfect. (laughs) I was a little jealous of that name. I was like, no, that's fucking, that's good.
1: But come on, those two have to have it. I know. <laughs> How about we use like, that and then they did have Such a good it.
0: <laughs> such a good name.
1: <laughs> um, so very exciting and I'm looking forward to listening to that. So please check it out.
0: Uh, has been podcasting for a while. He has. Yeah. Um So it's interesting. I I I like that they're doing that. I do wonder when someone when two two TNGers are going to get bored and decide to do that during the quarantine? <laughs> no, I'm sure it's it's coming directly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we encourage you all go subscribe to the Delta Flyers uh, and rewatch Voyager along with the two of the fucking senior staff.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I really hope they start talking about which extras were annoying, what background people they didn't care for. That's the nitty-gritty I'd like to know.
1: Do they do that? Are those are they those type of personalities? I feel like Garrett's going to be more genial. No,
0: I, I, and that's they're better than that, but I don't want them to be better yeah, than that. They're
1: not a bunch of they're not a couple of sourpuss
0: <laughs> I want them to be sour like sour grumpy writers. That's There's what I'd like them to be. <laughs>
1: yeah, they they probably I get shot annoyed this on the same I, set. They couldn't redress it. I, I get annoyed when I see
0: our background over at your show. Yeah. Because they would be, I imagine, stuck in some sort of time vortex where they're in yeah. William Penn Academy for 10 years at the same age. We share high school student background between <laughs> Schooled and the Goldbergs, and it really, it just breaks my brain sometimes.
1: My guess is you've been working You're too hard. In the Typhon Expanse.
0: Yeah. I have been putting a lot of extra hours on this
4: Typhon Expanse project.
8: I'll give you 20 cc's of verdozine. That should clear up the dizziness. But finding time to relax is up to you. What? What is it? Jordy, have you had these symptoms before? No. you sure?
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. Why?
8: It's funny. I feel like we've discussed this before, and I remember giving you a hypospray for dizziness.
4: Well, I've never had these symptoms before today, so you must be thinking about another patient.
8: Well, I'm sure it was you. Well, try to get some rest and stay away from high places for a few days, just in case.
4: <laughs> Thanks,
0: Doc. Good night. Good night. What if Jordy had fallen all the way down to the warp core? (laughs) Um, Painful. What do you think of uh, what do you think of Doctor Crusher's nighttime routine of uh, a little little glass of wine, (laughs) putting a bow in her hair, bow in her hair, trimming, (laughs) pruning some uh, flower, some orchids, and uh, goes to sleep. I think she's got it down. I think that's the Uh, way to do it.
1: it all seems reasonable. I like that routine.
0: It's a nice, it's a nice bedtime routine. I'm kind of uh, jealous.
1: Frankly, her and Picard have got it down. Picard has that that uh, that that warm milk with nutmeg. It's <laughs> thanks buff. to his aunt it's Edna. Edna? What's sleep. her name?
0: at Ed, Edna. Ed, Edna, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what what's the the memory beta on Aunt Edna? Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta look that up right now. <laughs>
4: As you can see, the Typhon Expanse is huge. If we want to chart the most remote star system, we'll have to launch a probe within the next few hours.
6: Fine. What about the luminosity studies?
4: Uh, that may pose a problem. How so? The flux spectrometers are still down for realignment. I thought they were supposed to be back online yesterday. They were until the Stellar Dynamics Lab decided they needed to install
0: it. <laughs> He's a real... Riker's a little too aggro <laughs> at Jordy on that. Like he's so concerned about the spectrometers.
1: <laughs> well, he probably subconsciously knows. That By the he way, died nine I l- times.
0: I really like this morning briefing. This is one of the few times we actually see this, because it's this true. is day-to-day ship operations. Right now, there is no crisis. They're discussing. Yeah. This is just the senior staff morning meeting. And as far as someone who loves uh, Starfleet protocol and and how you know order of operations on a ship this is this is just Dull delightful modules thing.
6: yeah i I'm recommend we use a gravitron polar- it's meter.
1: also nice to see the how it keeps escalating like they like at first he's like all right well you know it's in a few hours we'll be meeting for the morning meeting and uh, we'll yeah. talk then and then yeah. it's just like we're going
9: right to the morning meeting <laughs> similar yeah. function make it so mr data
8: captain i have something i'd like to report yes doctor I heard voices in my room last night. I was alone, so at first I thought I was imagining things.
0: Right? <laughs> Picard's face. I'll just pull it back so Andy can just take a good good gander at Patrick Stewart. Uh, it really looks like he wants to say, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again. <laughs>
1: I think that mine's not like she always anyway.
0: hears voices or something ready watch oh, patrick Lord. stewart's face yes doctor.
1: i think my my thing isn't synced anyway i buddy. heard
0: voices
8: in my room last night i was alone so at first i
0: thought i was imagining andy you're not synced up no what did you do you went to memory beta and closed the window
1: no it's still open i think it just never was synced up
0: here click on that and join me join me in star trek town Okay. Anybody out there in the uh corona corona pandemic uh quarantine that wants to watch Netflix with a friend, there's a really great plugin for Chrome called Netflix Party that Andy and I have been using to be able to see the same thing on the screen at the same time. So as long as TNG is on Netflix, we can do that. All right. Yes, yes. So I'm going to play it again so you can see Picard's face. Ready? I heard yep.
8: voices in my room last night. I was alone, so at first I thought I was imagining.
0: He <laughs> really, really has a moment there with it, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. Here she goes. <laughs> It's priceless If anyone wants to watch that at home I suggest you uh, slide over to the first morning meeting It's right at about the nine minute mark of the show
8: But this morning, ten other people reported hearing voices At the same time as I did What were the voices saying? I couldn't make them out
6: Data, did the sensors pick up anything unusual last night? No anomalous readings were reported When we're through here, recheck the sensor logs Nice, sir
9: Counselor.
8: I sensed nothing unusual last
4: night. Maybe it's a problem with the comp
1: system. would <laughs> love to see Picard's reaction to Branch that one. To
4: Captain Picard. <laughs> Go ahead. We are getting
9: unusual readings. Uh,
1: 20,000 oh, kilometers did you, off the Did you sense bow. nothing unusual, Troy?
0: <laughs> On our way. Also, why would they have a senior staff meeting without the chief of security there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems like also, what do you think... Should have just been I Roe. I guess
1: Roe isn't senior s- staff. Uh...
0: She's the helmsman, in so I would think that she would what? be. I'm sorry, Andy. We talked over each other. Go ahead. What were you saying? I said that she's the helmsman. I would think that she would be. Yeah. This feels well, like what's a good on. opportunity for Chief O'Brien to be in this episode.
1: Also, look, it's a minor point. Everybody knows what a fan of Roe I am.
0: I'm not a fan of the new haircut. Too vulcany. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Almost
5: on top of it.
0: I'm sorry. I meant Andy to hit. Uh, a girlfriend. <laughs> sir,
9: there.
5: It is a highly localized distortion of the space-time continuum. On screen.
9: Back us off, Ensign. Nice
6: and slow.
5: Aye, sir. Captain, maneuvering thrusters are not
4: responding.
6: The distortion field is fluctuating.
4: down power levels are dropping rapidly
6: red alert There is an energy buildup up in the distortion field
4: we have to get out of here now
6: captain something is emerging may i ask you may
1: <laughs> she says that every time that is the line that they give troy to say in yep. that situation
0: what is she saying that for <laughs> i think she is probably right in my mind Sensing and this is probably putting too much too much credence in the character's line, but if I had to explain so, this and I wrote this episode, I would say right now she is experiencing the collective emotion of everyone right. on the ship who some has yeah. some premonition about this moment
1: right some kind of yeah it's yeah that 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 was what I assumed, but it's it's weird because she kind of says it and oh wait here we go suddenly Troy's overwhelmed by a distinct and horrible feeling it says in the script
0: yeah yeah so there you go which although I it's s- still not <laughs> it's, it's not clear it's played exactly it's as written clear. it
1: would have been it would have been kind of nice if she had said that yeah something like I'm sensing something very strange with the crew
0: every person on this ship is giving me the feeling that we should get the hell out of here yeah yeah like that would have been nice oh, that
6: Faith of maneuver. Shields inoperative.
5: The helm's not responding.
6: The vessel is on a collision course. Impact in 36 seconds. Hail them. No response. Sure, so, on ship. Compress main shuttle bay. The explosive reaction may kick us out of the way. Captain, I suggest we use the tractor beam to alter the other ship's trajectory. Mr. Wolf, make it so.
0: If you had done it like... Earlier, instead of turning around data and just done it, <laughs> you have tractor beam control, you're an ops, you can do it. Don't you need the captain's decision on that? I think you probably do, and he is an android, so frankly, I was thinking, fine was it out here. of
1: line after Riker gives his suggestion that, that data just that slides data under? Gives his suggestion anyway. Things yeah. things <laughs> <laughs> um. I also it was sort of an interesting choice. I guess you kind of it's kind of you have to reverse engineer it from well, data has to realize something was wrong, but it's and maybe it was too demeaning to have Rikers be wrong. But it's interesting that Picard goes with data's suggestion over Rikers suggestion. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I, mean, I guess I would
0: <laughs> I mean it's data. I'd be like, okay, that'll probably work. Data's usually right. <laughs>
1: That make him number one. Uh, well, he's number two. He's, the, he's been know. number two for nine a thousand years. How many years he's been at the same level? Only
0: five. Only five. Se- Starfleet best Unexplored region.
1: But I mean, even prior to that, he he's been in Starfleet for like a crazy amount of time, hasn't he? Like seventeen years or something.
0: Yeah, but if you think about everybody else's career, they're probably in their mid thirties. They're probably right around the same time. Sure, I think I think there's a little bit of. Uh, uh, artificial life racism—that's uh, been holding Data's promotions back, right? As we saw in you know when uh, what's his face doesn't want to take orders from Data on that uh, when they're setting that web during the Klingon Civil War, right? Sometimes I wonder if he's stacked. All right, so the ship blows up again, and uh, we're back at the we're back I'm at back. the poker game.
6: I assure you, Commander, the cards have been sufficiently randomized. I hope so
5: Eight I love how
1: it's Ace. shot differently every time It's really Queen. nice Queen.
6: The dealer receives a four
0: No bet Ten I, I like it Worf's checking p- tr- checkin his Seven, pair, no pair of
6: aces Pair of ladies for the doctor Dealer receives a nine Doctor, may I remind you, since you show the highest hand, you control the next bet. Is there something wrong, doctor?
8: No. Um, I'll bet 10.
1: Really? It's also like she knows that Gates McFadden knows that they're doing a push in on her so that's suggesting it and I put this in Frakes' rakes hands too in terms of handling the performance and she knows that the pause suggests something so she doesn't have to put anything on the no to suggest like she could have gone like no like but she's like I don't know it's a weird feeling all these other two things communicate it and so I can just do the no straight it's really nice subtle acting for such a, a huge sci-fi moment
0: uh wish we had a theme for that kind of a thing. <laughs> Very specific? for Andy. <laughs> Nice G- still acting for a huge sci-fi
1: moment? Yep. I would encourage people to not waste their time making that five. jingle.
6: <laughs> You're 20 and I'll
9: raise you 50. You're going to call my bluff, aren't you?
0: That's bad poker. Don't say, you're going to call my bluff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, you're learning some important tips
9: here, guys.
1: (laughs) How did you know I was going to call your bluff?
0: I just had a feeling. Me too. Okay. (laughs) I wish they started making out across the table. Now it's Dr. Crusher. (laughs) Go ahead.
8: Commander Laforge needs you
1: in Sickbay. On my way. Um I'm sure I've asked you this before. That dome on the top is not the bridge.
0: That? Right? That those are the windows of the observation lounge. They should be anyway. Have we seen the observation lounge? That's where they have a the meeting.
1: Oh, that's the observation lounge.
0: Yeah, those are the observation lounge windows.
1: It feels like that room is bigger from what it does, it looks like out because here. Because they
0: have people like walking. I don't know. Yeah. At first, I thought the catwalk was spinning. As it turns out, it was me. So she starts to put it together here with Jordy, which I like because he now is like on board with this whole. I have. Let's done check this. the medical logs.
8: You've been treated several times for headaches related to your visor, but I read no mention
0: Have you thought about just being blind? <laughs> That's her medical opinion. If you it's like it causes you a the lot visor. of problems. If you lost the visor, <laughs> uh, your headaches would go away. <laughs> we can get you a seeing see, there's eye there's
8: dolphin. <laughs> Both of us, about the same thing?
0: Hmm, so... Here we go again. She's in her room. She starts to sense the thing and then she hears the voices.
8: Pressure to Picard. Yes, Doctor. Do you have a minute, Jean-Luc?
0: I like that he was Do you want do you, I think he was just in his ready room. He just wasn't He wasn't in his quarters. He was just chilling in his sweater, reading a book. I like that. Is that
1: is is this room his ready room?
0: Yeah. My aunt and oh, de- interesting. That must have just they must have just. Aunt decided.
9: Adele, not Edna. Adele. Adele. cured a Adele. lot of sleepless nights with this steamed milk.
1: That's why I couldn't find it.
9: Thank you. Mm, nutmeg. Whenever I get insomnia, I try to perfect the recipe.
8: It was the eeriest feeling when the glass broke, it triggered the sensation even more intensely than I'd done it all before.
9: You know, earlier, I was reading this book, and I had the distinct feeling that I'd read certain paragraphs before, but I assumed that I'd read the book years ago and I'd forgotten.
8: I've had this feeling for hours and the
0: voices. By the way, what this does to me is it, it adds a layer of how fucking stupid the crew of the Bozeman is to be doing this for 90 years and never putting it together. <laughs> <laughs> Just having the same
1: fucking conversations about deja vu again and again.
0: <laughs> Although, in their, in fairness to them, yeah, they might have only been like they might have only been repeating a few seconds. You know what I mean? Is it? Yes. So so I guess the suggestion at the end is they
1: were both caught in this, in this loop, mm-hmm. and it was a loop where time outside keeps going. Yes. as they as they keep going and yeah. repeating. Gotcha. Um.
0: But what caused theirs? They're in the same spot. Seems to be a space localized in that space.
1: But they came through before the accident happens. Oh, the the spot itself is what
0: causes yeah. it. Yeah. And then the... In fairness, they might not even be trapped for 90 years. They might have just... Gone through. Passed and through. That's what,
1: I, that's what I'm asking, yeah.
9: Hmm. It... Could be nothing more
0: than the result of a sleepless
9: night, but let's be sure. Have Data and Geordie run a shipwide diagnostic, concentrating on the time and place when you heard the voices. And we'll discuss the results tomorrow at seven hundred hours.
8: Thank you.
0: For everything. She left the bow on. I would be like, you know what? It's pretty late. Um could we move the meeting to like nine hundred hours? <laughs> that was what I was thinking. <laughs> Immediately. Oh. Like, ugh, oh, what a drag. Um, do you think
1: that he didn't have her back to his quarters because he thought it would have been inappropriate
0: no I think that he was in his ready room reading that you book you think he was just there
1: Yeah. no commentary from Matt on the uh, all the Picard costume changes in this episode
0: didn't I mention that he was just in his ready room with his again? no
1: oh the, uh, did you mention again? I didn't catch yeah, that
0: come on the greatest uniform in the history of uniforms that isn't the, the Wrath Picard. of Khan Admirals uniform. go ahead We are
5: getting unusual readings 20,000 kilometers off the starboard bow. On our way. Report. Sensors didn't detect the phenomenon until we were almost on top of it, sir. There's a highly localized distortion of the space-time continuum. On screen.
0: (laughs) I wish, I wish that... On screen, they look at it, and record goes, "Yep, that's what it is." I wish he could. <laughs> just be like, "Totally knew that." Oh, what look, that it looks was. so temporal, huh? Yeah. yeah,
1: you can really see the timiness about it.
0: <laughs> is that an old '60s police box? It's unexplored. <laughs> it's a
1: bunch of bunch of Beatles references in there.
0: They uh, ship blows up again three how many times three times now the ship's blown up keep dealing right
1: I think they they pretty much also a- handily handle it handily handle it great podcaster um w- by
0: having it broken down by axe
1: when it explodes which is really nice
0: and uh just like you want a good act break here it is every act break <laughs> sure same
6: thing eight.
1: Also, when they do it the third time, I don't know if we're there yet, uh, they they see the ship uh, explode from inside the bridge, which is so cool and upsetting. Oh, and the fire is going up explode the side the the it. The... And then we see it explode from the inside. Yeah. A
8: queen. You're going to give me a queen.
1: <laughs> One thing I wondered is... Um, could they afford doing that extra because there's a lot of effects in this episode and could they afford it because it's just like they're repeating so many effects so many shots well what I assume is like
0: could just keep they just use the same ship explosion over and over again from a couple angles yeah um, as far as blowing up the model and then everything else I think is just shaking the camera (laughs) and lights flickering
8: 10 Seven. Queen.
0: Nine.
5: Jack. Four. Deuce.
6: Six. This is highly improbable. How did we know?
8: Wait. Crusher to sickbay. Sickbay here. Is Commander LaForge there? No, Doctor, he's not.
0: Wait a minute! He just came in. <laughs> that line reading, I would have done it a little differently. <laughs> I would have gone, "He just came in," because, like, at that point, you're just assuming that she is waiting; she's expecting LaForge to arrive this is because a of some appointment she doesn't know Andy about.
1: Andy school-specific acting—I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes,
9: Matt. <laughs> You wanted to see me, Doctor.
8: Yes. Captain, have you been getting the feeling that you've experienced certain things before? A sense of repetition?
9: Yes, recently, while I was reading. Why do you ask?
8: There have been similar incidents reported all over the ship, feelings of deja vu. I had a premonition Jordy was going to come into sickbay. A few seconds later, he did, with the symptoms of an ear infection. I was going to run the standard tests, but somehow I had a feeling that they would turn out negative. So I ran an optical diagnostic, which traced the problem to Geordi's visor. His dizziness is being I caused think he by should lose baby it. a shift in his visual receptors. It's causing him to see images that aren't there.
1: I mean, what's like what's he doing? Blurry It's Causing him constant pain.
8: <laughs> I ran a scan to see if I could detect what he was seeing. I picked up minuscule distortions in the surrounding decian field. Somehow his visor is translating those distortions into visual impulses.
4: Could be a malfunction. The ship's a warp field generator. I'll check it out.
9: Run a localized subspace scan to look for anything else.
0: Aye, sir. Keep me advised. Um I love that she has the wherewithal to grab the tricorder. Like she's ready for this at this point.
1: So great. So badass.
0: I also like the fact that there's like some things are inevitable, like that glass is always going to break. What did you make of that? That some, had the feel some of things fate are inevitable. almost. It was
1: very strange.
0: That had the feeling of what?
1: Of fate.
0: Yeah. That's what that felt like to me as well. But is that... Like you can't change everything. Some things are just meant to go.
1: That's odd to me. That almost seems like it's a different
0: plot. It just... I would like it's a subtle layering of uh, time stories. Anyway, she's walking around the room recording it. Don't know why I played that. <laughs> but now they get to break this down. Of the acoustic I, I, energy I love does this.
6: not correspond to any ship's system, nor to any voice communication sent at the time you heard it.
0: Then where did the sound
8: come
4: from? Well, you heard the voices at the same time our localized subspace scan picked up a DECAON field distortion. The two may be related. Let's give another listen.
1: I like this because they're figuring out the crime step by step. <laughs> they're kind of really digging their fingers in, you know.
0: Uh, Maurice, do you think uh, this would work on a Miami Vice? You know? Oh, for sure.
1: I mean, you want to dress a little bit flashier than this. I see. Uh, I see. Uh, Data, he'd probably be the the drug lord, and then uh, Beverly, she would be the captain. You know,
0: and uh, and uh, 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 instead uh, of, it'd be some kind of double cross for sure. Instead of um, ship controls on this table would it just be uh, just cocaine? a pile of cocaine, yeah, right, pile on of cocaine. The, okay. right on the panel yeah maurice thank you so much for visiting happy to help happy to help
8: can we isolate the voices find out what they're saying
6: computer Continuous playback, please.
0: I like that the computer doesn't do it, data does it. There are approximately
6: 1,000 voices overlapping. The voices are those of the
0: Enterprise crew. Our voices. We're the Enterprise crew.
8: I'm sorry to call such you as call
0: Ensign so Baker early. on deck 42. <laughs> oh, uh, Dana, you don't need to name <laughs> the entire crew.
8: Oh, all right. Hours. We think we may have an explanation for the odd occurrences around here. Commander.
4: This is going to sound pretty wild. Somehow we've entered what seems to be a temporal causality loop. We think we're stuck in a specific fragment in time and that we've been repeating that same fragment over and over again.
8: Is this what's causing our deja vu? Yes, but it's more than that. In deja vu, you only think you're repeating events. We actually are.
4: Our theory is this. Every time the loop begins again, everything resets itself and starts all over. We don't remember anything that happened before, so each time through the loop, we think it's the first. You mean we
6: could have come into this room, sat at this table, and had this conversation a dozen times already?
4: A dozen, a hundred. It's impossible to tell. We could have been trapped here for hours, days, maybe years.
8: If what we're saying is
4: true, those
8: voices I heard might have been echoes from previous loops.
4: It's the same with the phase shift in my visor. After images in time. If you're right
9: about this, how did it happen? How did we get there?
6: I have a hypothesis that may explain that, Captain. I've analyzed the recording Dr. Crusher made. Most of it is quite ordinary. 150 discussions about ship operations. 252 conversations of a personal nature, five couples engaged in romantic encounters. Your point, Mr. Data. There is evidence of some sort of disaster aboard the Enterprise. Um,
0: does uh, Omar have something to say? Yes. Omar, is,
1: uh, Omar has a lot of comments on this episode, too. <laughs> Omar is Omar like, Omar, a little in the background. what's happening
0: to Spot? Gentlemen. What's Spot doing <laughs> during this? Severe enough that the captain ordered all
6: hands to abandon ship. I have isolated three segments of this recording that are crucial. A highly localized distortion of the
3: space-time continuum. Collision course. impact in 36 seconds. All hands abandon ship! Repeat, all hands
4: abandon ship! refers to a distortion. If this were a temporal distortion, and if we were close enough to it, it's possible that a large enough explosion might have ruptured the space-time continuum. We collided, exploded, then got caught in this repeating loop of time.
3: If you're right,
9: perhaps we could escape from the loop by avoiding the collision. That's our guess. Perhaps we should reverse course. For all we know, reversing course may be what leads us into the crash.
0: That doesn't make any sense. Uh, why, why would you have reversed course in the first place? It would never have led you into the crash. That is a really good point.
1: It bumps me, but, but I never, I never really spotted what the problem is. I guess theoretically, theoretically, what could be right about it, it wouldn't have led them into the crash, but it could have been that they reverse, and that's what causes them to explode.
0: But why would they reverse in the first time to get caught in the loop that causes the explosion? They I wouldn't. Don't know.
1: Yeah. I guess to avoid whatever is in front of them. They don't know they don't really know what the problem is yet.
0: They know that it's a collision. Right. And they know that the ship blows up. I think reversing right. course again is their right move. Now, if you ask me, when data types that three pips into his little armband, he probably yes. really should have been talking about this moment and they should have just ignored they him in reverse course. <laughs> instead of taking his a suggestion. A second <laughs> That's
9: a
1: really good point. I have a further thing yeah. which we don't have to address now, but uh, he's got only a second to type something in. Mm-hmm. Couldn't he have just typed Riker <laughs> instead of leaving it to, to guess? <laughs> instead of three?
0: I think maybe... I think he doesn't do that partially because... You need clever ways for this to infiltrate the ship systems, and I think the other part is if you type Riker in, what does that tell you about Riker? I think typing the three because in that moment you always have that shot. <laughs> they decide of him Riker's the
1: problem. We have to eject Riker into space.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think like he does it by the moment, like what he sees in that moment, and I think that the three is short enough. we we will stay on
9: this course yeah. until we have reason to change it but let's do everything that we can to avoid
4: the collision. Captain, we might not be able to figure out how to avoid this accident until it's too late. And if the loop begins again, we'll forget everything we learned this time around. What do you suggest? If we do find a way to avoid this collision, we should try to send that information into the next loop.
6: Is that possible? We have seen that echoes or afterimages from previous loops appear as distortions in the Dachyon field we may be able to send a deliberate echo into the next loop.
0: Like a message in a box. So let me ask... You. Why not just yell, so, we should have listened to Riker! We should have listened that's to what, Riker! Well,
1: yeah, that was one thing I was going to say. Is, is it At the moment that you're going to say All Hands Abandon Ship instead say,
0: listen to Riker instead!
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but uh, I guess my question about this is, it certainly didn't bump me in watching it, it's only like when I'm picking it apart.
0: Which is not how you should watch things, everyone. Of course. But it's how we watch um, this.
1: Does the idea of this explanation... Because really, if it's a time loop, it's like there should be no mirror image that's or ghost image of, of what happened before or any memory. And so it's this... This explanation, if Dekion admission is modulated, oh, that's the later thing. We've seen that echoes or afterimages from previous loops appear as distortions in the Dekeon field. Uh-huh. As a sci-fi fan, is that like legit for you?
0: or are you is that enough for you? It works for me because of Jordy's visor. Uh huh. That's sort of the get out of jail free card for everybody here, because his a visor reacts. Beyond. Yeah
1: yeah but I mean, yeah, does it does it make intuitive sense sci- 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 sci-fi wise to you that it's like there would be some remnant of the previous time because that's the only thing that I'm I feel like might be reaching. It's the way into the story so I don't care but
0: <laughs> that's the only thing that might be reaching. So hang on. Um, travel faster than light. Okay, uh, in the whole series. Of I'm, in I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna start to pick it apart like that, then you know, it's well, it's there's it's an. Inti- I guess so that's battle. what I'm
1: saying is there's an intuitive logic to all of it, and you kind of buy it because intuitively, it's like I don't know if all the science adds up, but that intuitively makes sense to me.
0: Yeah, but also like you, the echo, and this thing,
1: intuitively felt like not quite there. Or, the echo
0: uh, thing works for me because of Beverly Crusher's voices that she's hearing.
1: Why does that convince you?
0: Because that's the echo, right? She's hearing the echo probably, you know, in the in the same point in space. The ship is in the same point in space every time. So she's getting that she's picking up that echo audibly and it's not just her, it's a bunch of crew members have reported this voice. She's just the only one that was had the wherewithal to record it.
1: They ground it uh, in a in
0: a incredibly
1: impressive fashion yeah in as many ways as they can I guess I was just questioning intuitively on any level does it make sense that yes, if you because were caught in a time bump, loop you would have some remnant of another time loop it didn't
0: the first time you watched it and enjoyed it as a piece of yeah. sci-fi yeah uh-huh. therefore intuitively it worked that's fair. Only upon picking it apart are we like, well maybe uh, well,
1: I think that it bu- I think it bumped me a little bit, but not enough to hear. How do
0: we know we'll pick up that word the next time through an
6: episode? If the Deccon emission is modulated correctly, it will set up resonances in my positronic subprocessors. I will receive the information on what you would call a subconscious level. Now there's the catch. We have no way of knowing how this information
4: will be perceived by data. It might be like a a post hypnotic suggestion.
9: Even with all these uncertainties, we've got to try. Take whatever steps are necessary to send a message. Dismissed.
4: You know, it's possible we've tried this a thousand times and it's never worked.
8: Do you have the feeling that you've done this before? No, I don't. Neither do I. Maybe that's a good sign.
4: Let's test the emitter.
0: I mean, it seems like these that make it crazy to me that these two weren't in Picard sure they seem to have the most in-depth knowledge of data systems they are constantly helping data fixing data etc really i'd make true. a call to laforge and it seems Crusher. to be the
1: fan reaction from the hells uh, we've gotten that that is the biggest thing is like particularly about the end that uh even as moving as the uh as the picard scene with him is that it's <laughs> it feels like it would have been more geordie
0: um. Yeah, for sure.
1: But you're just talking about even just engineering knowledge. Yeah, and I'm that just talking about even like true.
0: cybernetic yeah. experts. Well, yeah. you have the two people who are most familiar with Soong's Android types. Particle accelerators Agreed. at full power.
4: Decaion field active. Particle flux nominal. We're in business.
0: I'd like it if, like, Data was walking through the corridor and some crewman was just like, cool watch, Commander.
4: All we need now Thank
0: you. is a
8: message. <laughs> it's the doesn't
0: guy the, guy the he doesn't know <laughs> what's happening. He has no idea what's happening.
8: On our way.
9: We've got to figure out how we handled this before. Back us off, Ensign. Nice and slow.
5: Aye, sir.
0: I like that Jordy uh, took the time to put Data's hair back on. Sure. Captain, I'll maneuvering like thrusters are
5: not responding.
4: The distortion field is fluctuating.
6: All main systems just went down. Power levels are dropping rapidly. There is an energy buildup in the distortion field.
8: We have to get out of here now.
5: Captain,
6: something is emerging.
1: Why? I can't tell.
6: Shields up. Evasive maneuvers an inoperative.
5: The helm's not responding.
6: Vessel is on a collision course. Impact in 36 seconds. Hail them. No response.
1: Is it the same ship as the Reliant, by the way? Because it also this really gave me Wrath of con vibes with it uh, It's a of very similar
0: Reliant design, yes. It's the Reliant, yeah. It's got a uh, saucer section with two things on the hull. Soyuz class is a little different. It's got those, uh, you see the uh, buildup of decks on top of the saucer? Uh-huh. And then it's got that cannon, that phaser cannon on the back. Suggestions?
6: Decompress main shuttle bay. The explosive reaction may blow us out of the way. Cool. Captain, I suggest we use the tractor beam to alter the other ship's trajectory. Make it so, Mr. Wolf. Engaging tractor beam.
0: really feels like they if they it looks like if they didn't engage the tractor beam it wouldn't have hit them at all <laughs> <laughs> if they just did <laughs> nothing other ships beam. pulled it I in engaging tractor beam uh ship blows up oh let's look at that moment real quick with the data i like that
6: Shutdown is unsuccessful. We are losing antimatter containment. We've got to eject the core. Injection systems are offline. Core breach is imminent. All hands, abandon ship! Repeat, all hands, abandon!
0: Core breach is imminent, and then he just goes for it. I love it. Yep. Really, really, really like this. Sometimes set. I
6: wonder if he's stacking the deck That's so good. I assure you, Commander, the cards are sufficiently randomized. I hope so. Something wrong, Mr. Wolf.
5: I am experiencing nipah. The feeling I've done this before. Yeah, last Tuesday night. That is not what I mean.
8: I've been having the same feeling. Wait.
1: An nip-paw eight seems a little silly.
8: <laughs> an ace, a queen, and a four. Deal the cards, David. Wrong.
0: Wrong. 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 Three and All wrong. threes.
1: I guess nothing's wrong. All right, let's keep playing.
9: I was also sure. Finish dealing the hand.
0: But we haven't bet. (laughs) Look
4: at this. We've all got three of a kind.
8: First, we get a three, and then three of a kind to dr. Crusher go ahead Commander LaForge needs you in sick Bay I'm on my way
1: and first I don't know if you know this so this the hearing the voices and Geordie seeing the echo makes sense to me why do they all feel? deja vu
0: because they've experienced the time loop a
1: bunch of times but aren't they the same people in the next loop this is why I I question it
0: aren't they the same people what do you mean
1: they're going back in time
0: I think what's happening is they're repeating a larger portion of time than the Bozeman was I think their loop begins and ends in a much longer period of time Maybe it's a day and a half or something like that. Uh huh. So I think they're they're experiencing more and they're feeling like they've done it before.
8: All right. You have all the symptoms it's of an eye. inner ear infection. That would explain the headaches, dizziness. But I don't see any physical.
4: Go. What? What is it,
8: Jordy? Have you ever had these symptoms before? Run an optical diagnostic.
4: For an ear infection.
8: I have a hunch.
4: Now hold still. This
8: pulse may be a little bright.
1: I love that they, as they're going back in, and this could have so easily been boring, they're just repeating the things we already know, but it's so fascinating to see the dissection of the moments that that were referred to before but we didn't see. You know, Picard reading the book and then being weirded out and her doing this examination. It's just satisfying. <laughs> He's got a weird weird couch sit, Picard does. Seems sort Look, of uncharacteristic think, uh, for uh, him. That
0: couch really feels only comfortable two ways, and that's, that's one of them.
1: <laughs> I don't think he would be sitting with his legs crossed.
8: His dizziness is being caused by a phase shift in his visual... They don't
1: take the opportunity to tell receptors. us what the book is.
8: It's causing him to see things that aren't there.
4: They're like blurry afterimages.
8: I ran a scan to see if I could detect what he was seeing. I picked up minisc...
0: It is weird that he's in this uniform in this scene, and in the other scene when he comes to sickbay, he's in his regular uniform. I I never thought
1: about it, but now that we're talking about it, does that suggest that this jacket
0: is like... This is a more serious situation. I better put on my jacket. I think it's a. This is a casual. I've been more. He's. He's. I feel like he's caught off guard more. So he left the jacket on instead of putting on his regular uniform. But it's this a, one. He would be more caught jacket. off guard, wouldn't he?
1: What? Wouldn't this version he be more caught off guard than the previous? Oh, the previous version he was yes. more caught off guard. No,
0: this yes. is the version he's more caught off guard. I think,
1: but didn't he come into sickbay without the jacket the previous time?
0: He came in in his regular uniform, which I oh, think is, I see, okay, which is I mean, like a weird thing of like, oh, I'll go down there, business as the usual, first. see,
3: yeah,
0: I'll change, I'll change on my way down, but here he's like, I'm not changing in the surrounding I'm tired of. This book.
8: Field. his visor seems to be trans That's fair.
0: Really I think the script supervisor and wardrobe distortions department fucked them.
8: individual impulses.
0: <laughs> Which lends credence to the fact that like if they weren't shooting this all in one day there'd be no reason for that uniform change. That I costume change. I don't know if I agree. Why I think, would the costume change have happened there and not anywhere else?
1: I kind of think your logic adds up. When he's in the uniform he's more on duty. When he when Beverly goes to see him So
0: then you buy that in the previous in his previous walk down to sickbay, he was like, I better put on my uniform and head down.
1: Yes. Okay. And in this one, it's more of a serious situation, so he's just going to throw on the thing. Yeah. It'd be a
4: malfunction in the All ship's right. warp field generator.
9: I'll check it out. While you're at it, run a localized subspace scan to look for anything unusual. Aye, sir. Keep me advised, Doctor. <laughs>
4: Lateral sensors online, subspace scanners active. Data, would you run a level two diagnostic on the warp subsystems?
6: All threes, that can't be right. I have encountered the numeral three an inordinate number of times over the last two hours. We have a Decaion field fluctuation on deck
0: nine section. Twenty-eight.
8: Crusher to Commander LaForge.
0: Before That's uh, that's her quarters, right? It's here, yeah, I think that's Crusher's quarters. I just quarters.
4: Like
8: voices in my room, but there's no one here.
4: Sensors just picked up something strange too. We're checking it out.
8: I'm on my way down.
4: Doctor Crusher, are you all right?
8: I'm fine.
0: I, have I just can't seem to not break this, this glass. Crucial. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this overhead shot Huh They finally had to clear Space those marks So great Love it
9: 36 seconds. I guess
5: Perhaps we should
9: reverse course For all we know reversing course might be what leads us to the crash We can't afford to start second guessing ourselves We should stay on this course until we have reason to change it But in
4: the meantime, I think we should do what we can to avoid a collision. Captain, we've
6: been seeing the number three all over the ship. On consoles, in a poker game. To date, we have encountered 2,085 conspicuous examples of the number three. All of these threes can't be coming up by accident.
8: Maybe someone's trying to tell us something.
4: We came to the same conclusion, so we ran a ship-wide diagnostic. The...
0: The other thing I thought, too, is like, they should have set data up to send this message again What do you mean? Because
1: Oh, they don't know if they succeeded. Yes. The only
4: unusual thing is a, really a Deckion field module. Um,
1: FYI, uh, Beverly's, uh, cr- uh, Beverly's quarters are Deck 8 room 2133.
4: Oh. Radiation and data's Damn. positronic subprocessors. What could be causing it? I don't know, but if I wanted to send information from one loop into the next, I might use a method like a Deciana mission.
8: You think we sent ourselves a message?
4: It would make sense. Maybe we are trying to tell ourselves something. If that were true, what could three indicate? Maybe we should run a level three diagnostic on all key systems. That's a good idea. I'll have the computer run a pattern-matching algorithm on the number three. Should we
0: watch Total Recall with a three-boob lady? Yes. Let's do that. Maybe we should eat three meals for dinner. Remember the three-boob lady in Total Recall? I do. Sure. Of course. Andy's (laughs) so not having any of this. (laughs) Andy, it's frozen. Your screen is frozen. We're back in. Here we go. Captain Picard. Go ahead.
5: We're getting unusual readings 20,000 kilometers off the starboard bow. On our way. Report. Sensors didn't detect the phenomenon until we were almost on top of it, Captain. It is a highly localized distortion of the space-time continuum. On screen.
9: How do you think we handled this before? Back us off, Ensign. Nice and
0: slow. Aye, sir. Captain, maneuver. Nice subtle change in performance there from Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. More pensive back thrusters as well. are not
6: responding. The distortion field is fluctuating. All main systems just went down. Power levels are dropping rapidly. There's an energy buildup in the distortion field.
3: We have to get out of here now.
6: Captain, something is emerging. Shields up. Evasive maneuvers. Shields inoperative.
5: The helm's not responding.
6: The vessel is on a collision course. Impact in 36 seconds. Hail them. No response. Suggestions? Decompress main shuttle bay. The explosive reaction may kick us out of the way. Captain, I suggest we use the tractor beam to alter the other ship's trajectory. Make it so, Mr. Wolf. Engaging tractor beam. tractor beam will not be successful i am decompressing the main shuttle bay
5: we are clear of the distortion
0: andy i was recording
1: uh matt's uh That screen because he's holding his cigarette just below it, so it looks like everything is lighting on fire. That's (laughs) really
0: cool looking. (laughs) Oh, it's incense! Yeah, oh, interesting. Sandalwood
1: gotcha. Oh, nice. Maybe I'll get some of that.
0: Data, what happened at the
6: last moment? I speculated that three might refer to the number of rank insignia on Commander Riker's uniform. That indicated to me that his suggestion might be the correct course of action.
4: Data, you must have picked up a message we sent from the last loop and stacked the deck
6: in the poker game without realizing it. That is possible. I may also have inadvertently been responsible for the unexplained occurrences of the number three. Mr. Wolf and Red Alert.
0: I should be removed from duty.
6: And try to
9: access a Federation. <laughs> I'm
0: compromised beacon. Let's see if we can find out how long we've been in this causality loop. We've been in it for 42 minutes, sir. <laughs> Time base confirms
6: exactly our
5: chronometers are off minutes. by 17.4 days.
6: It's a great reaction. He sent them,
5: Mr. Data. Aye, sir. Captain, we're being hailed by the other vessel. Computer ID.
0: Oh, now they want to oh, talk. Yeah. Hey, how come you guys weren't getting out of our way? <laughs> what? Well, <I>, you? Our <laughs> way? Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish they went, like it was a ship stolen by a bunch of packlids and that's why they never answered or figured out what the fuck they were doing. We look for things that can't break. <laughs> we look for things. Things to make us go and go and go and go. We don't notice anything is wrong. <laughs> oh, excuse me, guys. A big moment here that I feel we should all just enjoy, and it's my favorite uniform with my favorite television star, Mr. Kelsey Grammer. Such a such a joy. So here we go. Hailed <laughs> on screen.
2: Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs (laughs) And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those Tossed salads and scrambled
5: eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face What is a boy, to do?
0: Um, by the way, when I sold yeah. my Volvo, I accidentally left the CD in the car and said <laughs> to them, by, by all means, it's I yours. I would love to be the Enjoy person who's,
1: like turns it on and is just like, who the fuck had this car before
0: me? What kind of nerd? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this kind of nerd. <laughs>
1: it's amazing. Interesting that you chose the, uh, the extra acapella. Version.
0: Well, that's the version on the soundtrack, you know? I see. The a cappella 200th episode version. But here we hey go. Hey, baby, I hear up. the
2: blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Quite stylish. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those <laughs> tossed salads and scrambled eggs.
5: They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has
6: left the building.
0: You know, it's interesting. The thing about that theme song is that theme only played at the end of the show. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, wow. And we all oh, know yeah. it. Um, out of curiosity, is
1: it part of regular fraser canon that he can sing and play like that or is that just in the theme song
0: oh fraser loves the sound of his voice uh and when the they singing. and when they need piano playing it's niles that handles that i see
9: open a channel this is captain morgan bateson of the federation starship bozeman can we render assistance I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. We were just going to ask you the same thing. Captain Picard, your vessel is not familiar to us. Captain, have you any idea what has just happened? Our sensors
2: detected a temporal distortion.
9: Then your ship appeared. We nearly hit you. The Enterprise has been caught up in a temporal causality loop. And I suspect that something similar may have happened to you must be mistaken. We
2: left Starbase only three weeks ago.
9: Oh, Captain. Boy. <laughs> Do you know what year this is? Of course I do. It's
1: 2278. He does that with a lot of confidence based on the question.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, shouldn't you answer it?
1: It's a little bit it's a little bit uh, pig-headed whoa are you
0: criticizing kelsey Grammer's acting <laughs> i mean
1: maybe it's written in the script i'd be curious to see but well, you have uh, it uh, you know, I you guess if he says of course i do then he read the line right yeah. i guess i'm questioning whether the line should have been of course i do it should have just been <laughs>
3: right, isn't it right. this date
9: <laughs> perhaps you should beam aboard our ship
0: There's something we need to discuss.
1: Why is everyone wearing such a weird uniform?
0: Also, he's not like, wait, isn't that Kirk's ship, the Enterprise? <laughs> <laughs> um. The USS Bozeman, named after Bozeman, Montana, home of Zephyrin Cochran's first warp flight and home of Brannon Braga.
1: What are you looking at? Because I'm on memory beta, finally.
0: Oh, I'm looking at nothing. I'm playing oh. the ships next to each other and staring at them longingly.
1: They uh, they attempted... These are spoilers for... for uh, memory beta. Non-canon, if you... Uh, non-canon
0: spoilers ahead. <laughs>
1: uh, several crew members, including the Bozeman's First Officer, Lieutenant Parvana Whitcomb... That must have been the lady standing in the background. Yep. Uh, took the ship and attempted to steal the... C- Kyria artifacts so they could travel back in time to their own time. However, their efforts were thwarted by the Department of Temporal Investigations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then by 2371, the Bozeman had been assigned to scientific duty. That year, the ship was forced to make a course correction due to altered gravitational forces in the sector caused by the destruction
0: of the Amagosa, of the, the, uh, the hang on, in uh, uh, Viridian Three.
1: Uh, in Star Trek Generations, correct? <laughs> of course,
0: yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Um, uh huh. Admiral Alina Nakayev diverted the Bozeman along with sister ships Farragut and Columbia to the Viridian system to assist the Enterprise, arriving too late. Um, but the Bozeman instead helped to evacuate uh, survivors to the now destroyed Enterprise D from the planet. Um, soon afterwards, the Bozeman transported data and Jordi LaFord. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, to and from the Trilex in a the novel The Return, and uh, in 2372, the Bozeman was assigned to the Department of Temporal Investigations and took part in an investigation in the disappearance of the Time Perceptor on Delta Four.
0: Oh, that must be. Oh, is that the is that relate to Year of Hell, the Voyager two-parter? Oh, maybe. If so, I gotta read that one. Oh, wait. Is Year of Hell the future?
1: Yerv, or, no, that's no, Voyager, right? Year of
0: Hell is Voyager when they're stuck in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. That's a great episode. Great two-parter. So good. Um, going through Voyager. You hear that, Garrett Wang? Good job. Good job, Garrett <laughs> Wang.
1: Um, and uh, anyway, more, more shit. I was looking to see if they go back Andy, to the path, I feel like you've got your it.
0: whole day planned ahead now. You're a little busy. I'm gonna read all these novels. You're busy from four to five, but at five fifteen p.m., if you're not cracking open an ebook, I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with you. Uh, all right, everybody, <laughs> that was cause and effect, and that means it is now time for everybody's favorite something. It's not really. It's a segment, guys. Here we go. This is the end of the Facebook section. Whoops. It's Classic Andy!
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> not in charge. You can't blame me now. <laughs>
3: It's the MVC. I think you're going to play
2: the, yeah, the M.V.C. <laughs> Only Matt and Andy know who it's going to be. Will it be Data, Riker, Troy, or Dr. Crusher? If you don't like who they pick, just remember that this podcast is free.
0: Cool. Uh,. uh- it really feels like it's crusher again
1: it feels like it's got to be crusher the only argument against it is that sort of it's data's abilities and everything and he's the one that makes the decision at the end to do yeah three. but
0: without crusher data doesn't even know to get a cool apple watch on his wrist
1: i totally agree i think it's crusher all the way this, this is the second week in a row second week crusher? in a row
0: we for d- dr crusher season five Crusher, you're on fire good job is it possible that crusher is crushing it you I, know, it's possible I, that maybe oh, she's no. just finally. Andy, did your did your video freeze again? I'm sorry. Did it? That, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> man. just that wasn't funny. So oh, that's what I I'll see. say now.
1: <laughs> are you leaving that in? That there, there are. Uh, oh, the
0: the tail. Yeah, I'll leave in like uh, like 20 seconds of it, so they know what happened when Andy's uh, connection failed and okay. we got it back. Um, just because it's very funny that you didn't react at all and. It was a terrible joke.
1: I don't really have it thought out, so I don't know if it's a theory, but I have, but I have another theory.
0: Let's hear it. Do you don't want to play the
1: end? Oh, I'm so <laughs> you sorry. The, you can play it out. Play not the out. It you don't have to play the end. Look. Basically, it's um, it's uh. So uh, as uh, as everyone knows, there's a theory of Wesley being evil and uh, Doctor Crusher uh not really being a a doctor, doesn't really know how to be a doctor. That that Wesley kind of engineered her her way through the uh, through the, uh, the uh, Starfleet medical channels um, but maybe there's an adjustment here which is maybe he was sapping her intelligence with some devious technology mm. and this is when she's finally coming out of it and her full abilities as a doctor are coming into play interesting because he's gone he's, uh, he's finally off the ship so his his holding her intelligence back is finally off the ship worn until
0: off. next week. And his theories are very interesting because he's really smart. Is that true? Is he coming back next week? Yeah, next week's a big Wesley episode. Love oh my it. My
1: goodness. Well then we'll see how she does. If she, if she goes back to being a bad doctor, then my I theory really, really will hold up.
0: Really like next week's episode, by the way. <laughs> also. This is a nice little run, as I've said before, that we're in. Yeah. Uh all right. So that means now that we've said that, we must also rate it on How a many scale episodes of
3: another.
0: Well, I love it. To nine. Done. I enjoy this episode quite a bit. Out love time Love why, time why why
1: not higher? Not that nine isn't an incredibly high rating.
0: Nine's very high. Uh I mean, it pumps, it moves, it sings, but it is a little repetitive, which is the nature of time loops. So I don't know that anything where I have to watch the same scene play out slightly differently 14 times will ever be higher than a nine. It's like a Rashomon tale brought to us by time.
1: (laughs) I don't know if this is a... This is a crazy thing I'm about to say, but I think... Uh, you know, granted, I had my my tiny uh, question about the the pretense of uh, them remembering stuff, but mm-hmm. it's really not even on the radar. And otherwise, I kind of feel like it's a perfect episode. So I'm kind of I'm kind of hard pressed to not give this a ten. I think you're. I feel absolutely... like it's just the best sci-fi. I feel like it's handled so well on every level: the directing, the acting, the progression of the story. It moves. You're following everything. Like, you follow everything they do. It's very... It's usually in sci-fi plots, they kind of, I think, depend on us kind of being like, I kind of get what they're doing. But like I'm saying, that moment at the end when when Data is doing like, oh, we this and then this and then, all right, so this is the moment I had to do it. It's just all so well plotted. I give this a 10.
0: Ugh, Andy, it makes me happy that you have given it a 10 and I like I when you it- find... Some Star Trek to be great sci-fi. It's just magnificent. That's how many Andys this episode got. All right. First duty trailer, everybody. Here we go. Uh, Andy and I will sync up and watch it at the same exact time. I will put it in the link in the chat window for him. And Henry is out there crying. Probably hates the fact that it's sunny and warm out there and... I understand. I should go be a father shortly, but right now we've got more pressing matters, which is the trailer for a 30-year-old episode of Star Trek. Wow, that's, uh, he's calling from the house, huh? That's a- No, That's he's outside my office. Oh, I see. Playing in a pen. And by playing, I mean seemingly not enjoying himself. Uh, Did you get Um, the link? First duty trailer. Okay. All right. Ready when you are. And we'll hit play in three, two, one. Wesley stands trial for a fatal air
2: crash.
8: What is your explanation, Mr. Crusher?
2: I have none. And finds himself in a desperate cover-up. Don't try to protect me. His Starfleet career is
9: going down in flames. Either you come forward and tell Admiral Brand what really took place, or I will.
2: How far will he go to hide the truth? There's no evidence, so there's no case. I can't call Captain Picard a liar. Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation.
0: Andy's. Ensign Paris, what's Ensign <laughs> Paris doing there? That's Ensign locarno who is essentially the same exact character as Ensign Paris.
1: Oh, that's right. He appeared as a different character.
0: Right. So, imagine, you know, it'll be nice. You'll get this. You'll get this uh, feeling of, uh, of of Paris's character as locarno and then you'll take it over to Voyager, and you'll correctly be informed.
3: Wow, uh, I would Duncan McNeil.
0: Great this job, it has been a really everybody. Voyager-tinged episode. It sure is, and I think that's the beauty of time travel. What? It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. All right, everybody. Uh, you've been wonderful. Uh, follow us on uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Star Trek TNC. And uh, we'll see you on the interwebs. In the meantime, we, Andy and I are going to GTFO, and if you want to contact us, this message that's about to play, will tell you all about it. Disengage. I don't even think I have it in here. Oh yeah, I do. Here we go.
2: Follow Star Trek the Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816 trek TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the president Circle for $17.01 per month.